that saving they can actually see and touch, that's not starting to look at hidden costs or hidden savings. So, tool life, sump life, that's before you start to even look at that. That's just the sheer pounds and pence on usage. Hello and welcome to the MTD CNC podcast. Coming up in today's show, I will be joined by Ian Fenny, the metalworking Fluid Europe segment specialist from ITW Rocal, who are a UK manufacturer of engineering metalworking fluids. We will be discussing what makes a good advanced metalworking fluid. If you are a CNC machinist or you own a company that makes CNC machine components, you will not want to miss this podcast. I'm your host, Joe Reynolds, and I've got over 25 years' experience in the metal cutting sector. So let's get on with the podcast. Ian, a very warm welcome to MTD Podcast. Can you give us a, a brief history of who you are and what you do at Roll Call, please? Yes, hi, Joe. Thanks for having us today. Uh, yeah, uh, been in the industry for quite a long time. Uh, I, as a young lad, worked in a press shop, uh, and then I moved into CNC machining. Uh, basically saw that that was probably going to be the future. Uh, so I went into CNC machining, spent about oh, 16, 17 years uh, working and then running uh, a CNC machine shop and then joined Roll Call about 15 years ago as a territory uh, sales engineer for the metalworking division. Uh, since then, I've moved into a couple of different roles with Rocal, all associated with metalworking fluids. Uh, and today I find myself the segment specialist, as you say, for ITW Rocal, covering the UK and supporting our friends and partners across Europe and the Middle East. Yeah, fascinating. Now, can you tell us more about the company? Tell us more about ITW Rocal. Well, ITW Rocal sit within uh, the ITW Fluid Europe division. So we sit within another group of companies that do various different uh, products across Europe. We're obviously based in the UK in Swillington, Leeds, a uh, lovely part of the country. Uh, yeah, we, manuf- we design, manufacture, uh, deliver and support all our products from that facility in Swillington, Leeds. We have a food lube division, we have an aerospace division, we have an MRO division, and I obviously support the metalworking fluids division. So I'm working in the more traditional, shall we say, press shops and CNC machine shops. Okay, and what what are you best known for? Well, if you go to your website, the Rocal website, there's hundreds of products on there possibly. You know, what what products, if we're talking metalworking now, what, what are you best known for? Well, I suppose I suppose that really depends on the end user. Some of the key brands would be uh, from a hand applied fluids, RTD, the the hand applied Raymond Tappan and drilling product. It's been about for over sixty five years, I believe. I was going to say if you've uh, if you've done an apprenticeship, you've used <laughs> yeah. that, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I do I do quite a lot of exhibitions. And a lot of people will come up and they'll say, "Ah, oh, Rocal," and they'll and they'll they'll say the little orange bottle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or 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 little orange tin with a with a paintbrush in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, that product's been around for so long. Yes, of course, there's 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 other options to it, uh, but it's still really. I think we can genuinely say it's it's still perceived as the best in the market. Uh, it's a much 
it's a much wider range now than it was 65 years ago when it was just a sort of sticky compound. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's now in various aerosols. It's in chlorine-free. It's in foam cut. You know, I think there's probably eight or nine now different variants of it. So from that perspective, yes, RTD. More more recently, or not more recently, but the last few decades, we're, we're becoming more and more known for our, our metalwork and flood-applied cutting fluids. So... Uh, Anybody who's who's in precision engineering and who has a CNC machine, they you know they will have access to our, our sort of flood applied range. So that would be the ultra cut range and the Trilogic range. So that's the two key brands in the flood applied. Yeah, in terms of the products, I think they're you know that you know it's well known how successful that your products are. I've, I've recently been at one of your customers, A and M EDM in the West Midlands. And they've uh, they've saved thirty thousand pounds. In fact, that's what the press release says. I believe it's actually more than that. Um, but basically, saved thirty thousand pounds switching over to Rocol. And it's fair to say you haven't done this by putting in a cheaper cheaper product, have you? No, absolutely. And and you're right what you say when you say a customer saved uh, thirty thousand pounds or projecting to save thirty thousand pounds per annum. I've got another customer who's recently came on board, uh, and I think they were doing an IBC every sort of four to six weeks. We've put our new product in there, three seventy EP, and we put an IBC in there in January, and and he still think about forty percent of that left. So we're about four months in. That and that saving, Joe, is that that's the that's the saving they can actually see and touch. That's not starting to look at the other, you know, hidden costs or hidden savings. So you know, tool life, sump life. That's before you start to even look at that. That's just the sheer pounds and pence on usage. Yeah, you you saying that that's very much overlooked. When I used to sell um cutting tools many many moons ago now but you would you'd be tasked with saving five percent on the job and then then a month <laughs> later can you save another five percent on the job yeah and my answer was always the same look at your coolant you know yeah okay i can look at my strategy my my feeds and speeds to try and get you know additional tool life but all you've got to do is you know look at improving your coolant yeah absolutely and it's always overlooked it's always overlooked i mean people will spend a lot of money uh, and and a lot of, uh, look into a lot of technology, be it you know sort of carbide or be it you know poly diamond cutters or whatever whatever's out there in the market now, they tend to just overlook the cutting fluid, and and I'll go on jobs and people say we're struggling for the surface finish, we've tried this, we've tried that, or we're breaking taps or the thread can, and you think have you looked at your coolant? Not just not just the coolant that you're that you're currently that you're currently using, but the condition of the fluid that you're currently losing, are you are you looking after it? Because even the best cool in the world, if people don't look after it right, you know, they end up with liquid sandpaper. Yeah, it, it depends who you listen to, but as a rule of thumb, I used to say 10% tramp oil would be uh, 20% to 25% tool life. And I, and, I, and that's something I stand by. And, and everyone has an element of tramp oil, don't they? Maybe not as much as 10%, but a lot of these places you go, they do have that, and, and it's costing them money. Simply looking after yeah. your, your metal working fluid it's like you said it's it's going to be free it's going to make your coolant free basically yeah i've turned up to accounts you're right and, and people say we're having problems with smoking uh, and i'll turn up and and it's got an inch of tramp oil on top of the sump <laughs> <laughs> and i say well i'm not surprised it's smoking your sump's virtually empty and you're pulling through you know neat oil effectively uh so yeah 
you got to look at the you got to get a good product to start with. Well, well we get that, uh, and that's probably the most difficult part of our job is convincing people uh, why do you spend a million pounds on a machine tool, and then you're quite happy to splash about a low cost product, or even not even look at your water quality, your incoming water, because people really underestimate. Uh, the condition of the you know if you've got hard water the dangers that that can do so that's the type of things we all we want to look at for them and say look you know maybe you need a hard water variant product or maybe you need to look at water treatment coming into your facility don't pay me more for a for a, for a, a hard water product invest the money in in water treatment and get your you know get your water quality right look after your million pound investment or half a million or whatever it may be but yeah get a good quality product but there's still a lot of people, unfortunately, out there who just want to phone up and say, "How much are you a liter? How much is your barrel?" Yeah, how much? How much is a liter? And can I put it on top of the uh, the other stuff I've got? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And yes, we we run an easy switch program, so we we do we do transfer people across to us seamlessly, uh, but we don't do that or we avoid doing that on the basis of just jumping in with both feet. You've got to do a proper survey of the site. You've got to sample every single sump, show the customer what you're inheriting, and then tell them up front, you know, there's some potential problems with this, this, and this. Let's plan these clean-outs. Let's do it properly. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Nobody, Nobody's going to shut down the machine shop and just throw everything away. So you've, you, you've got to manage that process and do it the best that you possibly can. Sure. And in terms of you as a brand and you, your your products, where do you see yourself in the market? Clearly, there's cheaper products and there's probably more expensive products as well. So wh- where do you think you fit in in, in, in there, in the marketplace? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, we, we certainly don't sit at the anywhere near the middle to the bottom. You know, we, we will be seen as a premium, technically advanced product. We won't be seen as an entry-level product. And when we say entry level, you know, we kind of, we use this phrase, this phrase, Fred in the shed. So, you know, we wouldn't be selling a high tech product into a chap who's got, uh, you know, a lathe and a mill and, and he's and he's turning out, you know, one or two components. So we, we, we pitch the product and in the, in the, in the spend or the cost according to what the customer's doing and what they need. But we are certainly going to be at that premium technical sort of advanced end. Now, that's where you come to the the challenge that we touched on earlier, convincing people. It doesn't really matter if I'm charging you four pounds or or two pounds for a liter. It really matters uh, what what I'm charging you for a for a, a post mixed cutting fluid. So am I five p a liter in your sump or am I fifteen p a liter in your sump? And that's where we've got to change the mindset because that's what drives your your savings and your and, cost. And down. Do you know what? And do you know what? There's that. I come across that all the time. How much you pay? It's always per barrel, isn't it? Per <laughs> barrel, per litre. And it's in the only analogy I can ever use. It's a bit like having petrol that can make your car go further. So if you buy standard petrol, I do forty miles per gallon. But if I do premium petrol, I can do two hundred miles per gallon. But it costs me twenty percent more. I know that clearly that doesn't exist. But it's the yeah. same sort of same sort of argument, though, isn't it? It's it's the exact same, and you're absolutely right to say that. If if you if you drove up to a petrol station and two pumps said that, you you would you would select the one that was going to give you more more value for money. But yet people 
don't want to look at that with a cut. I say people don't want to. Not not everybody. It's our job to. I don't know if educate's the right word, but it's our job to advise people and and to enlighten people and bring them into our world and say, look, you realise this is you know you're you're overspending, you're overusing, you're overspending. Uh, it's not always the case. Like when we do a survey, and and if we find everything to be, you know, that we can't, you know, everything's in order and we can't find the saving, then we we use a we use a little calculator, in-house calculator, which which sort of spits out a presentation for the customer that tells them what you're going to save. And at the end of the day, if we put the numbers in and it comes back and says, you know, we're not going to save you anything, then we'll have that conversation. You know, it may not be that that's the actual driver. It may be. Well, do you know what? For the same price, you're going to give me this level of service. You're going to be able to look at a total lubrication package where we're looking at their like their hand applied. Uh, we we actually have some customers who we'll start to look at the MRO range in that. So we might be going into their maintenance department. So it might be that we can just offer more for the same money. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. And I know, Rokol, you would say you've got the best aftermarket sales care. You know, just for our audience, tell tell us a little more about UltraCare. Yeah, well, UltraCare is a is a service package that we run, and we kind of I would I would suggest humbly that we pioneered this in the market. Uh, we were certainly one of the, the the front runners. We basically we basically offer a service package to our customers. Now that that service goes from a small cost to to free. Now we we want it to be free for everybody, but unfortunately, you know, if you have a customer who's buying two barrels of cutting fluids and it, and it's a three hour drive for a service engineer, it's very difficult to justify that. Quite frankly, so. We do have UK coverage with three guys full time out in the road visiting our customers every day. So we, you know, we want that to be free. So sometimes it's a case of, you know, well, okay, you're buying a cutting fluid. So why, let's look at your hydraulic. Let's look at your slideway. You know, you, you touched on earlier our wide range of products, and we, and we just we just touched on it there. You know, we do line marking. We do MRO facility products. You know, there's various other ways that we can get the customer spend to a point where they can get that service because we we ultimately don't want to be charging for service. It's not what we're about. <clears throat> what what do you what do you wear class as a service? Well, our chaps will turn up on your site when well we let, let's talk about a, com- a company coming or a new customer coming on board from from start. We'll come on site. We'll do a full pre survey. We'll tell you where you're at at the moment. We'll we'll identify it, and and that. That's not just identifying the, the current condition for your benefit. It's also for our benefit and protection. Because if I'm going to take over a, you know, twenty sums, and they're all in bad condition, I want to, I want to tell the customer that at the beginning and be upfront. So we do the survey up front. We find out the condition. Once we start implementing our service, we start entering. We start putting charts on all the machines. We start doing training programs where we'll certify the uh, the cost. Uh, sorry, the employees have been through a coolant management training program. So we'll go on site and we'll spend anywhere between an hour and a day, depending on how much time the customers can give up. And and we will we will get all our literature up there. The reason we do the training as well. One, it, you know, it gets people focused. But two, when we start appearing with training charts and literature, they understand it. They know what's going up. Mm-hmm. Thereafter, and I guess just just on the training from yeah. a, a business owner's perspective, obviously HSE 
I say they're being a pain. They're not. They're doing their job. They're tr- they're trying to get, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to get the industry as it's healthy and as safe as they possibly can. And so, surely, from a business owner's perspective, if if you're if you're bringing an external resource, i.e., Rocol, and also you're training the staff up, you can't do a lot more. No, at the end of the day. As an, we we all have responsibilities, or you know, as 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 employers and employees to to look after each each other. Uh, anybody out there who's using metalworking fluids needs to be looking at their maintenance of them. They need to be ensuring that they're doing it properly. One, they need to protect their employees, and two, they need to protect their business. You know, there's some heavy fines out there if you know if you're not doing things properly, and yeah, I hear what you're saying about the HSC, but they, they have a very important role to play. Definitely, and, and we're we're definitely in tune with their their pro, their thought process, and it and it's about housekeeping, and that's what the training and the service package is all about. It's about educating. I kind of try and say to people, it, it, imagine taking your car for an MOT, and rather than getting your car back. And, and getting a list of things that are wrong. When we're servicing an account and doing the checks, we're not just bringing your report to see everything that's wrong. We're bringing your report to say, this is what we've found. This is what we've fixed. You mentioned tram oil. This is a tram oil that we've removed today. We take before and after shots. So the service engineer, now my guys can't go around, you know, hoovering tram oil in every, every machine and every account, but we'll go in there, we'll take pictures, we'll, we'll hoover that oil off, we'll take after pictures, We'll show it to the customer. We'll say, look, you really need to invest in a belt skimmer for this machine. You need to be thinking about housekeeping. And that's a big part of the training that we do as well. It's about housekeeping. I mean, how many how many swarf bins do you walk around and see cans of cola, coffee cups and, and apple cores in them? And, and then people drain the coolant out of them and put them back in their machine tool. And I think <laughs> I think, why would you do that? You know, people always say to me, can I, can I put that coolant back in? I say, of course you can, if you treat it as an extension of your sump. But if you treat it as a litter bin, then no, you can't. So education is a big thing and housekeeping is the biggest player. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And th- I want to finish on this question, really. And it, I think it's it, it's the most important one. Um, and it's basically, how can you tell a good coolant or engineering fluid against a bad one because it doesn't always come down to the price of that barrel does it so it, it, it's it's a very congested market it's a very confusing market frankly as well for engineers because let's face it everyone's product's the best so how, <laughs> how, how, how do engineers go around selecting or shortlisting a lubricant suppliers when everyone's product's the best and do you know what i mean it's not always about yeah. the price per barrel is it well, yeah, we, we, you know, we're kind of full circle now, back to you know probably the most key point, and that's that that cost. What, what I'd say to people is, you know, and this is this is independent in advice, if you like, from Ian Fenny rather than Rocal. Understand what you're using, understand why you're using it, and understand your your dilutions. And when I say that, I don't mean, you know, well, my product runs at five percent on a refractometer. You know, five percent in a refractometer is not five percent in a mathematical term. So don't be don't be kidded by that. We, you know, we've we've not got long enough today, and it's probably not the forum to try and explain that. But what I would say to people is find out your actual dilution. Find out if you are diluting at twenty to one, thirty to one, ten to one, or whatever the case may be. Don't talk in the language of refractometer five percent, two percent, three percent. 
Uh, cutting fluids have a thing called a correction factor, uh, and it's there it's there to correct the difference between a BRICS reading, which you'll get on a, a refractometer, and a true mathematical percentage. So people need to understand that, and if they want to get in touch with me, I'll, I'll explain it to them. But you know that's where the hidden cost is in the dilution, and that's where the realization is. While I'm using, I'm using a lot more than that. We, we, you could put. Let me give you a simple analogy. We could set up two cutting fluids, set them both to five percent on a refractometer, and set them off. Turn the taps on and just set them off and watch them, watch them fill two swimming pools, if you like. And and product A, coming out at the same five percent, product A could produce four or five thousand liters of fluid, and product B could produce seven, eight, nine thousand liters of fluid. But they're both coming out at five percent. Yeah, so it is confusing for engineers. It just simply want to make CNC machine parts, isn't it? So I, I guess I guess they've got to reach out to to Rocal and, and and have their hand out to a certain extent. You know, I know I would. So how, how do people find out more about Rocal? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, talk to talk to Rocal, talk to your current supplier. Just be more informed. But if you want if you want to actually look at what you're currently doing, and if you do want us to, if you want to take the sort of Rocal challenge, if you like. Then just go to rollcall.com, find us on the website, or, or you know, you can contact me through LinkedIn. Uh, you guys will have my email and, and phone number. Just Google Rollcall. We're easy to find. We've, we've been around a long time. We've been around since 1878, so we're pretty easy to find. And you've been there most of that time, I understand. Ah, not quite, Joe, but <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it will see me out now. But yeah, it's a great company. It's a great product. Uh, you know, the after service is second to none. Do you know what, Joe? It's what we do, and see if we're not good at what we do, then we we won't we won't survive. Has everybody's experience with Rocal been absolutely very roses? No, I mean I know people who drive very, you know, high class branded cars, and people will say, "Well, I'd never drive one of them." There, I had one; and it was a nightmare. Everybody has an experience in life that, you know, that it's not great. But you got to look at the bigger picture. Uh, I would suggest that most people that either have been with us a long time or get you know come on board, they have a pretty positive experience. Good. Well, I couldn't put it better myself. But just, I'd like to thank you for your time today. I know you're you're a busy guy, but more importantly, thank you to everyone at home who's listening. And this is the end of the MTD podcast. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.